Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is true news, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help us God. I'm Rick Wiles. Today is Thursday, September 21st, 2023. Today is a historic turning point in the Russian-Ukrainian war. Future historians will record September 21st, 2023, as the day when Ukrainian President Zelensky lost the war with Russia. The tide has shifted in Russia's favor. World leaders are growing weary of Mr. Zelensky's tactics, begging, and publicity stunts. We will see the war move to negotiating tables this fall, unless Joe Biden does something very foolish. But I don't think America's ruling class will allow him to do it. Russia has won the war, and Poland has won Ukrainian territory. It will take many months, possibly a year, for these things to be worked out and settled. But we will look back to this day as the date when Zelensky lost the war. Doc Burkhart is here with me today. We're going to analyze these uh, fast-breaking developments in the global geopolitical landscape Plus, we'll talk about some politics here in the USA. I want to remind you that True News is co-sponsored by Genesis Gold Group and American Reserves, AmericanReserves.com, a new company providing emergency preparedness food. And American Reserves is American-made, American-owned, and that's American Reserves. So, Doc, let's take a look at what's happening here. Yeah, this uh, is a pretty bold statement to be making that today it marks the beginning of the end of the war. Yes. But if you have been listening to True News for any significant period of time, you'll understand why we're saying that today. Yes. The only, the only caveat I would put on it would be unless Joe Biden does something stupid, really foolish, Doc, next week is the one-year anniversary of Biden blowing up the Nord Stream pipelines. Right. Can you believe a year has gone by? I know. It just doesn't seem like it's been that long. So, you know, every, I mean, it's obvious the United States blew up the pipelines. I mean, I We told think, them we were going to. Yeah, Biden and <laughs> Newland, uh, Victoria Newland bragged that they were going to do it. So a year has gone by. And it did not stop Russia. No. The only thing that I could see that would prevent this from marking the beginning of the war would be if Biden does something extremely foolish because he doesn't want to go down in history as a loser. Right. I mean, he made this his war. 
Yes. Or if the Ukrainian Nazis and the Ukrainian military leadership, and they are Nazis, they really are Nazis. If, if the Ukrainian Nazis could do something foolish, they could go rogue. So far, you know, well, this they, they, have to, they have to get their weapons from the West. They have to get their target coordinates from the West. Right. They, they've not been able to do anything without the instructions of the West from London, Washington, Paris, Berlin. But they could go rogue and, and, and use something, uh, some weapon that they have from the West. Like maybe a dirty bomb or even yes. attack a, a nuclear power plant and send a radiation cloud Precisely. over Europe. They could do something rogue, which changes everything. I think Zelensky's political future is very short right now. I absolutely would not be surprised in the near future. I don't want to say the near future, this fall, to hear that Zelensky has been replaced. Or he died from a drug overdose. Don't rule it out. Oh, no. I, I but he's got enough money. He, he has siphoned off enough money from Western countries. He's got enough money to live a very comfortable life for the rest of his life. And he may decide this is this is where he exits the stage. Time to get out, cash out, go someplace and live on the billions of dollars that he has siphoned off from American aid. Right. Like I said, there could be there could be a rogue unit in Ukraine that does something. But if not, if 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 Biden doesn't do something foolish, if the Ukrainian Nazis don't strike out and go rogue, then I think we're we're what we're witnessing today is the beginning of the end for Ukraine. And there are several stories that kind of tie together with previous reporting that we've done here on True News that tell us this is it. Well, let's let's take a look at this one, because where where has NATO been able to uh, funnel Western weapons and ammo uh, into Ukraine? How do they get it there? They don't drop uh, tanks and and uh, missile defense systems. They don't drop them from planes with with uh, parachutes. They have to move them by land. Right. And where do they do it? Poland. Primarily Poland. Yes. Poland is the staging ground. This is where NATO sends all the weapons. And then the, the equipment and ammo is moved from Poland across the Ukrainian border. And well, they and they've been a major partner in this effort here. I mean, it, it, it's been significant. What, yes. Poland has contributed to the overall Ukrainian effort here. Well, Doc, just a few months ago, it was starting to look like Poland might enter the war. Yes. And then Putin moved Russian nukes into Belarus. Yes. And then? And the talk of war between Poland and Russia. Vaporized. That vaporized. I want you to see this article. This is from a uh, Turkish newspaper. Ukraine acting like a drowning person over grain import ban, says right. President Duda of, of Poland. Now, let me just set this up. Because, uh, because of the presence of Russian troops in Ukraine. And the blockade in the Black Sea. And, and the blockade in the Black Sea. Ukraine has had a very difficult time exporting its grain. Right. 
So they were moving the grain through, through uh, Poland. Yes. But the Polish farmers became upset and said, wait a minute, uh, this grain isn't just transiting, uh, you know, it's not like that uh, transitory inflation that the right. Federal Reserve. It's not transitory grain. Yeah. This is not transitory grain. The Ukrainian oligarchs were selling the, yes. the grain in Poland and depressing the price of Polish grain. So it was hitting the Polish farmers' pocketbooks yes. in a big way. And so the Polish government imposed a ban on Ukrainian grain passing through their country. Right. That's where this started. So now you have the president of, of Poland, President Duda, saying that Zelensky and the Ukrainian government is acting like a drowning man who's pulling down everybody else yes. and threatening to, to drown the friends who are trying to save the drowning man. So let's take a look at what this, yes. this article so, says. So uh, this is uh, Andrzej Duda, the uh, Polish president. He had these remarks. He was visiting New York two days ago. For the United Nations. Right. And so uh, he's compared Ukraine's reaction to Poland's extension of its embargo on Ukrainian grain imports to the reaction of a drowning person harming the rescuer. He says Ukraine is behaving like a drowning person clinging to everything he can. But we have the right to defend ourselves. Notice he uses that word defend against harm being done to us. And he told this at a press briefing in New York City earlier this week. A drowning person is extremely dangerous. He can pull you down to the depths, simply drown the rescuer, the president said. Therefore, he continued, we must act to protect ourselves from the harm being done to us. Because if the drowning person drowns us, he will not get help. So we have to take care of our interests, and we will do it effectively and decisively, President Duda emphasized. By the way, Doc, uh, President Duda refused to meet with Zelensky at the United Nations. Yes. Said he didn't have time. Said his schedule was full. He'd try to work in something later. Yes, and uh, Mr. Zelensky heard that from other quarters, too. And yes, so and we're we'll going to give you, we're going to tell you some more people that didn't have time to meet with Zelensky. This is, what, this is why we're saying something changed today. Yes. The tide has shifted. It is now in favor of Russia winning the war. Zelensky's losing. Uh, again, there could be intervention. The West could remove Zelensky and yes. put in somebody else to try to finish off the war. I mean, this isn't guaranteed that... Ukraine is finished today. I'm just saying, as of today, as of this marker, Ukraine is now losing. Yes. We'll move on to the next one. This is uh, RT. Poland issues warning to Ukrainian oligarchs. All right. And this is coming from uh, the Polish defense minister. Poland's defense minister has blamed Ukraine's oligarchs for the current dispute over grain supplies and said Kiev cannot be allowed to sell its crops on the Polish market. He said, we pr uh, protect Polish farmers, and I can assure you that as long as the Law and Justice Party is in power, it will be consistent. Despite the attacks, we are guided by the interests of Polish farmers. That's coming from Mariusz Blazak, he's speaking on Thursday in an interview on Polish radio. The idea for, is for Ukrainian oligarchs to sell grain on the markets where they were supposed to sell and not on the Polish market 
because this harms Poland, he added. Now, this marks a change in attitude. Yes. Uh, you know, the relationship was, I wouldn't call it friendly in the past, but they were working together. But then there's more to the story here. Isn't and by the way, uh, Poland's parliamentary elections are next month in October. So there's political pressure in Poland. And that means the people running for parliament in, in Poland are hearing from their their constituents. And the Polish citizens are saying, we're fed up with Zelensky. Right. And the farmers are saying, you guys better take care of us. You're taking care of Zelensky. You better be taking care of the Polish farmers. So the politicians in Poland are, are feeling the heat. And the, the smartest thing that they can do is dump Zelensky, if, unless they're going to get dumped by the voters. On this thing, um, Ukrainian oligarchs, if you're wondering well, who, who are Ukrainian oligarchs, I, I'll just say it this way. Most of them, not all of them, most of them are members of Tribe J. That's a global organization, Tribe J. And they're members of the tribe. Like Russian oligarchs are members of Tribe J. We, we, have, we have American oligarchs yes. that are members of Tribe J. So whenever you hear that word oligarch, just think of Tribe J. We're going to crank it up here, show you how Zelensky's losing today. Times of London. This is the big one. Poland stops supplying weapons to Ukraine amid grain dispute. This, this is the big one right yes. here. No more weapons. No more NATO ammo moving from Poland to Ukraine. They cut it off today. Right. And this, this is a, a significant shift in the Ukrainian conflict. Well, this, this will starve out the Ukrainian military. Yes. If this, if this isn't changed, the Ukrainian military will collapse in a short time. How will NATO get how will NATO get the armament, the air defense systems, the tanks, the ammo, the gun? How will they get it to Ukraine if Poland says we're not participating? Right. So Poland has announced that it will stop supplying weapons to Ukraine. And again, as we spoke, amid a row over grain supplies. And this is a new crack in Western support to Ukraine. Now, Warsaw had been one of Ukraine's staunchest allies, but the trade dispute has thrown the relationship into doubt. Matuz Morwiecki, Poland's prime minister, said the decision would allow his country to focus on upgrading its military. He said, we are no longer transferring any weapons to Ukraine because now we will arm ourselves with the most modern weapons. And he said this in an interview on the private uh, TV broadcaster Polsat News Wednesday night. Now, What's it? What you need to re remember here, they're saying we will not transfer weapons. In other words, they're saying weapons that are being shipped to us. We're not no longer going to be shipping to Ukraine. We're keeping them. We're going to keep them. We're going to keep them for our own army. That's right. So uh, Ukraine's agricultural products account for 12 percent of its exports. But after Russia blocked trade via the Black Sea, Kiev became increasingly dependent on overland trade routes through the European Union, which allowed it to export to third-party markets like Africa and the Middle East. 
Now, the switch brought grain flooding into Central Europe, which we talked about here on True News, where farmers held protests saying they were being undercut by cheap Ukrainian supplies. Zelensky said on Monday that Ukraine would sue Poland, along with Slovakia and Hungary, for illegally imposing the import bans. At the U.N. General uh, Meeting in New York City, President Duda of Poland likened Ukraine's threat of legal action to a drowning person who is grasping at everything and said that Poland had a duty to protect itself. Warsaw has also announced that it would no longer provide aid, listen to this, to Ukrainian refugees living within its borders. In other words, the welcome mat is being pulled back in, and you folks in Poland, why don't you go back home? Yeah, so when he say they're not going to provide aid, that means they're not providing housing, food. which And stipend, which they've been doing up yes. to this time. Big change. This is a big change. So there are a lot of Ukrainian refugees in Poland who, as of today, will not get any more Polish welfare. Right. That's what it is. It's welfare. And Poland said we're cutting it off. We're, we're cutting off the, the uh, weapons and ammo moving through our country. In fact, we're going to keep what's coming through. We're going to keep it for ourselves. We're going to modernize our army. Big change taking place today. Uh, Zelensky is uh, he's reverting back to his his uh, his role before he became the president of Ukraine. And that is he's a professional clown. So he's reverting back to his uh, clownship. Yes. You know, so that's that's what he should be called. Your 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 clownship. He's a professional comedian. And when you're threatening to sue your next door neighbor who has been helping you win a war. You show how inexperienced you are as a national leader. He's going back to being a clown. Right. A comedian. And but here's the thing. Nobody's laughing at him now. His friends are walking away from him. In fact, he's kind of annoying now. He's annoying. He? They're they're tired of the publicity stunts. They're tired of the begging. They're tired of the demands. They're tired of the ingratitude. With all that the West has done for him, he's, he's still not thankful. Right. And will come with a bigger, bigger bowl and demand that more money be put into the bigger bowl. And people, they're just, the world leaders are getting tired of him. So, again, either the war is going to start moving towards the negotiating table which the West does not want, because just days ago, Doc, I guess on, I want to say Tuesday, uh, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin and uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff General Mark, Mark Milley, Milley yes. were in Germany yes. for a summit with, with allies. And they said this war is going to go on for a long time. They said brace for the long haul. It, this, is, this is going to last for years. And uh, Secretary Austin announced a, a new round of, of military aid and financial aid to Ukraine. So the West is in this. They want it to go. So something's got to happen. Either the West says, look, we're losing. We've got to get out of this thing. Uh, let's just settle it with Russia and move on. Hey, let's go start a war in Syria. We'll get... We'll get Russia bogged down in Syria. Yes. We've lost Ukraine. Let's move to Syria. 
or the West is going to replace Zelensky and try to keep the war going. But the reason I don't think it's going to go is I today I saw I saw an article. I don't know if it was uh, it was one of the major newspapers, so I'm not going to say which one. Could have been the Times of London or the Wall Street Journal or Financial Times of, of I don't know. But it was talking about the alliance of Wall Street investment houses that have come together to rebuild Ukraine. Well, you know, BlackRock is managing That's the, one of them. The, the, the finances in Ukraine right now. They're managing the country's finances? Yes. It's just on, a, on a contract basis. It's a subsidiary. Yes. The country is a subsidiary of Wall Street. But when I saw that, that article, saying that these big investment houses have come together on a plan. Yes. Although the war is ending soon. Yes. It's time to go in and scoop up the real estate and the land and the farms and the natural resources. They're getting ready to rape and pillage and plunder Ukraine. I'm talking about the West, not Russia, the West. Yes. The Western, our Western oligarchs, members of the Tribe J, will be raping, pillaging, and plundering Ukraine. And they got to get the Russian troops out of there for them to plunder. Right. So that tells me we're headed towards the end of the war. Unless something gets more bizarre. Now, to add a little bit of depth to this uh, interaction with Poland and Ukraine, we reported, uh, it's been uh, over a year, that there were several articles out there and several sources that were saying that the plans for Poland at, after the war was to acquire Western Ukraine. Uh, Western Ukraine. Yes. This isn't something we made up or, or something that we just pulled out of the out of thin air. No, there were a number of outlets that were saying after the war, this is a possible post-war scenario. Yes. And once that information out there, the Russians were really pushing it. I mean, really mm-hmm. telling it. This is what you're saying. They were they were just quoting Western sources. That's right. Medvedev often said last year, uh, Poland plans to take Western Ukraine. Yes. So are the Polish leaders, are they discerning that Ukraine is weak enough now that they can make their move? That's That was my first thought when I started they, seeing these tourists They just today. pulled the rug out from under Zelensky's feet. Right. Sorry. Looks like it's time to turn out the lights in Ukraine. Oh, and we'll take Western Ukraine. Right. And so what will Ukraine look like? Well, it you know, several different scenarios have come out where Poland takes Western Ukraine, Russia maintains Eastern, its, yes. Eastern Ukraine, and all that's left in the middle is the Kiev Republic. Yes. The, the post-Ukraine Republic. Country 404. Yes. The country that no longer exists. Right. You're going to see Ukraine divvied up. Yes. All the big boys are going to are going to uh, split up the country. Everybody's going to get a piece. Yes. And um, Max uh, Blumenthal, uh, I, I didn't read the article. I was told that he wrote an article that said the plan is to make Ukraine big Israel. Well, that's what we reported over a year ago. Yes. Yeah, so, he actually said that at a so, Rand Paul Institute uh, conference going on in D.C. I, I think he said it last week, but I saw the article earlier this week, and where he came at his whole uh, uh, session that he spoke about how Ukraine will become big Israel. Well, then he watched True News. 
You watched True News a year ago. We're glad we're, we're glad to know that uh, because we put that information out over a year ago. Zelensky said Ukraine would become big Israel. Yes. Uh, Kissinger said 10 years ago that Ukraine would cease. No, he said Israel would cease to exist. Right. And there was actually we showed how there was talk that that Zionist Israel would move to Ukraine. Right. And, and there have been proposals to that effect. And and the reason is Ukraine occupies territory of the old Khazarian Empire. Right. And so the the Ashkenazim would just be moving home to yep. their ancestral home ancestral homeland, their true ancestral homeland. Remember, you heard it on True News. You hear stuff here that you will not hear anyplace else. Hey, this first uh, half of True News today, co-sponsored by AmericanReserves.com. This is a great company that has a large uh, uh, variety of emergency preparedness foods. You can go to the website, American Reserves, as an S on it, AmericanReserves.com, and see the uh, selection of emergency food. It's, it's priced very competitively. As I said earlier, it is American-owned, American-made, and it is American Reserves. So check it out. And a lot of true news um, viewers have been there in the past week. We're getting excellent reports about how many people are are going to AmericanReserves.com and, and stocking up on food. And, I they're, think, and they're, they have a variety of different packages, so it really can meet any budget, right? Yes. Yeah, you can get a 30-day supply. Um, you can get a three-month, a six-month, 12-month, but you can also buy side, side items, uh, side buckets, uh, meat, vegetables, fruit. Because there's probably a lot of people out there that already have some preparation already made, but they, but could, they need to supplement it a little yes, bit, right? Yes, so check it out and look at the prices, and uh, it's a good company, and they have it in stock right now. Just remember, things can change at any moment. Yes. I think the—all right, this is my prediction I'm making. The West has lost Ukraine. The purpose was— the purpose was to drain Russia. But it didn't work. It didn't work. They wanted to bring down Russia so that the American oligarchs could seize Russia's territory and natural resources. Break up Russia into 10, 15, 20 small countries and eliminate it as a power. Right. That was the plan. It did not work. I believe that they will shift the war to Syria. This war was this war with Russia was in Syria before Ukraine. You got to go. You got to go back to 2011. Barack Obama, who is an intelligence agent, I'm not sure which agency. I'm not sure if it's the CIA or MI6. Or combined. Yes. <laughs> I mean, really, what's the He's difference? an intelligence agent. He's not who he says he is. He's the man with no past, no identity. But Barack Obama uh, led a war against Syria to invade. They wanted to bring down President Assad. Remember the Arab Spring? Totally fake. Yes. Completely fake. 
a CIA MI6 Mossad George Soros production where they, they got Arabs to rise up and riot in various countries. Started in Egypt and then it's, it's moving around to different Middle Eastern countries. They wanted to topple countries. So then they aimed for Syria and President Assad was a tough old bird, and the Syrian army said, we will fight for our country. We are not going down. And the West organized this army that they named ISIS. So fake. There is no such thing as ISIS. They organized this army. They, they, what, what is ISIS? It's a ragtag army of Arab mercenaries. I'm not even sure... If the fighters are Arabs, they could be Israelis dressed as Arabs. Right. It wouldn't be the first time Israelis went into Arab countries dressed as Arabs and, and killed Arabs. How about all the redheaded members of ISIS that are out there? Oh, yes, there. there's Remember a lot that? of them. There's a lot of them and, and very tall members. Yes. Okay. So ISIS, the ISIS plan didn't work. Russia entered the Syrian war and wiped out ISIS. Right. Wiped it out. Because uh, Russia saw what they were doing to the Christians. Aleppo is a Christian city in Syria. Uh, the West was slaughtering the Christians in Aleppo. Uh, let's just say the, 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 uh, the Zionists were, were de-Christianizing Syria. That's, you want to know what I really believe? The Zionists were de-Christianizing Syria. They were eliminating the descendants of the Christians who fled the persecution after the resurrection and ascension of Jesus Christ. That's the, that's the truth, Doc. Right. They were the descendants. Many of them went to Aleppo. Right. And that's why Aleppo, Syria, became a Christian city for 2,000 years. The Zionists were wiping it out. So Russia went in to defend them. And uh, the West became very angry. And, in, and right away, 2011, 12, 13, Barack Obama, John McCain, Victoria Nuland, they began stirring up civil unrest in Ukraine. Right. And they brought to power a Nazi regime. And eventually Zelensky becomes the president. A member of Tribe J became the president of Ukraine and appointed a lot of Tribe J members to his cabinet. Which had traditionally been a Christian nation. Yes. And some of his cabinet officials couldn't even speak Ukrainian. Yes. <laughs> so what am I saying? The West, the oligarchs in the West are losing the war. I believe they will shift it to Syria. We will go back and see another because they want to drain Russia. They want Russia to have to come in and fight in Syria. That's what I'm expecting. Uh, I got a couple other. We got about a half hour remaining here in this first half. By the way, if you did not see yesterday's program with Dr. Malone, you've got to watch it. Yes. It uh, you, awesome. YouTube has already taken it down. Yes, they have. And that shows you how good it is, folks. YouTube took it down the same day. 
We had to fight like crazy to get that program out yesterday. I mean, it was a battle to get that program a out. A nail-biter all the way to its release. But we did it through the name of Jesus Christ, the name that is above all names. And we got that program out. Make sure you watch it. Make sure you share it, too. And share it with people. So the Ukrainian transgender public relations spokesman, he's not not a Ukrainian. It's an American transgender who volunteered for the Ukrainian army, I think volunteered, uh, most likely on an agency's payroll. So he or she, it, picked a fight with Ohio Republican Senator J.D. Vance. I really... I'm really starting to like J.D. Vance. He had the backbone to go out and, and publicly and ask, he asked two things. Number one, uh, does this transgender propagandist in Ukraine, uh, does he or she work for an American intelligence agencies? He wrote a letter to the U.S. Director of Intelligence, said, is, uh, is she on the payroll of the U.S. Intelligence Agencies. He asked, actually asked that he question. Asked. And number two, he said, is Ukraine planning to assassinate American reporters? Because that's what Ashton Cirillo was saying. Yes, anybody that criticizes Ukraine would be put on the on the list and would be would be brought down this week. So after Senator Vance asked those questions, uh, the person identifying as Sarah Ashton Cirillo had a resp- posted a response on Twitter. And uh, so let's watch this. This is he, she, it's response to Senator Vance's accusations. Senator Vance recently asked the U.S. Director of National Intelligence, along with the Secretaries of State and Defense, if I was working in some capacity for the American government. Simply put, I'm an American serving as a Ukrainian infantry soldier and combat medic who was brought from the Zero Line and assigned to the TDF's media team in the dual role of spokesperson and Russian disinformation analyst. The remaining speculation surrounding me is disappointing. While in Ukraine we are fighting for global liberty and the ideology of victory, too many in Moscow and across the world are still caught up in focusing on the tired trope of gender chaos. Ukraine is a nation that embraces individual liberty and maintains a devotion to God. The freedom that Ukraine is fighting for is not based on carving out privilege for some, but creating a pathway of prosperity and success founded in hard work and the rule of law for all. Neither I nor any Ukrainian is fighting for tolerance and acceptance for any one group, but for the freedom of every human. This freedom is one that most closely resembles the heroic efforts of the American patriots in 1775. I've never been more proud to be a U.S. citizen as I am fighting on behalf of the Ukrainian people against the tyranny of Russia and their assorted enablers, all of whom are enemies of the United States. The times have changed so much that a war propagandist is a transvestite. I was thinking... uh, Hanoi Jane and Tokyo Rose were real women. Yes. Can you imagine Tokyo Rose being a transvestite? Uh, and, you know, this the times have changed so radically. But Senator DeVance asked that question about whether uh, the person identifying as Sarah Ashton Cirillo 
was working for intelligence or not. And she got fired. Yes. Within a day. Within really within hours. Within hours. Yes. She lost her job. So uh, the Ukrainian Defense Forces actually went on Twitter and in English issued a statement regarding this individual. And so I'm just going to read it for you here. This is coming from the Ukraine Territorial Defense Forces. It says, the statement of the command of the Territorial Defense Forces of the Armed Forces of Ukraine regarding some statements of the spokesperson of the TDF, Junior Sergeant Sarah Ashton Cirillo. Now, this was from yesterday. The statements of Junior Sergeant Ashton Cirillo in recent days were not approved by the command of the TDF or the command of the AFU. When conducting military operations against the aggressor, the defense forces of Ukraine strictly observe the norms of international humanitarian law. I'm going to pause for just a second because that's important. Uh, when she directly, she, he, it directly uh, threatened journalists and reporters and, quote, propagandists, that crossed a line in international law. Yes, so. but Ukraine has been violating that oh, yes, for quite right. some time. There's, there's a hit list. Right. But now you, the Ukrainian Defense Forces are using that to cover their sure. tracks here. So the third part of the statement reads, <coughs> the command of the TDF, the Territorial Defense Forces, will conduct an official investigation into the circumstances of these statements. Appropriate decisions will, would be taken. Sergeant Sarah Ashton Cirillo will be suspended immediately pending the investigation. No, she's <laughs> U.S. intelligence will give her a new assignment. That's right. She'll pop up someplace else in a different role. And, and a couple months later, people will go, isn't that the transvestite from Ukraine? I wouldn't be surprised if she showed up as the press secretary at the White House, Rick. I mean, yeah, that wouldn't shock me at all. Or as a teacher in a school system or something, they'll give her a role to carry on her her uh, propaganda against the American people. I want to continue with this uh, this awareness that Zelensky lost the war today. Uh, NBC, this is number 21, Zelensky to visit Congress will meet with Biden at the White House. That is to happen. That will happen today. Right. Uh, right now it is 1237 p.m. Eastern time. And, Mr. and I believe Biden, he's already met with members of Congress. And so he was at the Congress today, but he uh, he's going to the White House this afternoon. However, and we got some video of, of Mr. Uh, Zelensky. This is at the at the U.S. Congress this morning. Right. And he ended up meeting with McCarthy and Jeffries. Yes. Uh, but McCarthy, uh, House Speaker. Kevin McCarthy refused to allow Zelensky to address Congress today. Yes. Zelensky was there demanding um, the opportunity to speak to the House and the Senate. And Mr. McCarthy said, we've got too many things on our calendar and you've already been here in the past. That's right. And, and no, I'm not going to change the, the schedule. I'm not going to allow you to speak. So there's another example. Yes. The House Speaker dissed him today. He met with him, but he said, we're not we're not going to let you speak. You're not going to get another opportunity to suck money out of the American taxpayers. Right. So, again, Zelensky is he's losing. He's losing today. And then look at this next one from uh, Wall Street Journal. GOP lawmakers warn 
White House on Ukraine aid as Zelensky visits Washington. So there's a division that's taking place on the support for Ukraine moving forward. As Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky returns to the U.S. Capitol in a bid to shore up American support for his embattled country, this is Wall Street Journal reporting, a group of Republican lawmakers is vowing to oppose another aid package. In a letter viewed by the Wall Street Journal, the group says it is rejecting President Biden's request for an additional $24 billion in security, economic, and humanitarian aid. Now, these lawmakers have said that their concerns about the more than $100 billion in funding Congress has already approved complain that the administration supports an open-ended commitment to Ukraine and criticize what they say is an unclear strategy. Uh, it's signed by 23 House members and six senators, led by J.D. Vance and Representative Chip Roy, and addressed to Shalanda Young, the director of the White House Office of Management and Budget. So, once again, another crack in that wall regarding Ukraine. Yeah, because uh, the U.S. government is uh, on the verge of a shutdown again over the budget. And the government is borrowing trillions of dollars to stay afloat. And where are we getting the money? I was looking today. You know who the number one buyers of U.S. Treasuries are right now? Central banks around the world. Hmm. So foreign central banks are financing the debt of the American government. We borrow money from foreign central banks so that we can give away the money that we borrow. Does that Just think crazy? about how idiotic that sounds. Washington borrows trillions of dollars from foreign central banks so that we have money to give away to foreign countries. It's a crazy scheme. It's so stupid that it defies an explanation. Only an idiot would do something like that. Well, that would explain a lot, wouldn't it? That says a lot. Uh, But there's an election coming up in America. Yes. And Republicans don't want to go home and explain to their voters why they borrowed money from foreign central banks to give the money to a foreign government. Right. So you you have two classes of Republicans right now. You have the rah-rah, let's go to war Republicans. Mitch McConnell. Yeah, or Lindsey Graham. And you can name a whole bunch of them. And now you have these new Republicans in The J.D. Vance. Right. That are asking. Graham Paul. You know, should we keep writing checks on our grandchildren's heritage? Because that's exactly what they're they're doing. They're funding this war, borrowing from our children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. ABC News reporting Biden to announce new military package for Ukraine as Zelensky visits Washington. So, um, you know, this is not stopping Uncle Joe from getting more billions of dollars to spend on Ukraine. uh, Number 30, this is Novasti News Service, uh, Mr. Petrushev. I always describe him as, uh, that's the man on the right. I describe him as the Dick Cheney of the (laughs) Russian deep state. That'll help you understand who he is. Uh, He announced that uh, Russia is counting on negotiations between Putin and Xi Jinping in an October summit. Right. And in particular, that Putin will travel to China for that. That's important to know. Putin is going to Beijing in October. And this comes on 
the heels of the biggest Chinese um, show of force. Show of force around Taiwan ever. And there, as the Wall Street Journal said today, the Chinese military isn't just flying. They're practicing. They're I practicing. saw that headline. You saw that? They're yes. practicing for an invasion. They're getting ready. And, and I, I think Xi and Putin are getting together to make the set the date. Now, this will be it's significant because this will be the first time Mr. Putin has traveled out of the country in quite some time. Mainly because the international criminal they get court. an arrest warrant on yeah. him. Yeah, and so are they going to go to China and arrest him? I don't think they're going to do that. Well, he he doesn't have to cross any other international airspace right. because he can just cross over into China. That's right, and and uh, and be safe. Izvestia news agency: Russia has accumulated a record amount of gold in reserves. So quietly, been, while the war has been trickling on and why sanctions have been put on Russia, they're still buying Russia, gold. Yes. They're buying more gold. Why is Russia buying all the gold that they can get their hands on? Because there's a new economy coming, a new currency, and it will be gold-backed. At some point, they tank the U.S. dollar. At some point, they torpedo the U.S. dollar that has no backing except lead. Yes, and, the, and uranium. And the people of the world are getting fed up with the threats that they're going to get uh, contaminated with uranium or lead poisoning if they don't bow down to the Western oligarchs. Right. So Russia continues to accumulate gold. And gold is going to be part of the new currency that's coming. Uh, you should have gold also. Everybody should have some gold. And if you have the resources, you should get all the gold that you can get, like Russia. I mean, none of us can afford to buy gold in tons. They buy it in tons. Right. Can you imagine ordering a ton of gold? They buy it in tons. But you can buy it in coins and bars. And you buy it by the ounce. They buy it by the tons. How many ounces in a ton of gold? Russia buys gold by the tons. You can buy it by the ounce. And the best place to get it is Genesis Gold Group. And we have a special website, Genesis, or truenewsgold.com, truenewsgold.com. You can go there to get your information. And if you call Genesis Gold, please tell them you heard about Genesis Gold on True News. We'll take a break. I'll be back in uh, about 30 seconds with some more news. Are you concerned about this economic storm and how your IRA and 401k will fare during these turbulent times? Top experts are predicting now is the time to be protecting your assets with physical gold and silver. Find out why Genesis Gold Group is the number one recommended company by your favorite preppers and homestead channels. Receive Genesis Gold Group's free definitive gold guide today or give them a call at 800-200-GOLD. Welcome back to True News. We are streaming simultaneously on truenews.com, faithandvalues.com, Rumble, Getter, and 
some other platforms. And that is from 12 noon to 2 p.m. every day. Also broadcasting internationally on WWCR shortwave radio. Uh, been away from shortwave radio for many, many years. And I started on shortwave. I started on, sh- on the Internet in 1999 and shortwave. I don't know if anybody did something like that in the 90s. Shortwave radio and the Internet. I was streaming and podcasting in the 90s. We were pioneers. Right. And we augmented it with shortwave radio. And that's how this, uh, this program developed. And we built a large audience around the world. And God was very faithful to us and continued to bless us. And here we are now. It's 2023. And uh, we continue. And we've had, there have been a lot of torpedoes sent to take us down. And none of them have succeeded. That's because we are armor plated with the blood of Christ. That's just all there is. We are armor plated with the blood of Christ. And there are, our enemies are not going to get through. They're just not going to get through. They've tried, but they failed. And I want all of our enemies to know I'm protected by the Lord Jesus Christ. You try to take us down, you got to get past Christ. Go for it. Go for it. You got to get past Jesus Christ. That's right. Okay? I have to stay in submission to Jesus Christ. If I stay in submission to Jesus Christ, he protects me. And I don't get up in the morning worried about who's going to attack me. They're fools to try to take on Jesus Christ. Your arms aren't long enough to fight with God. But they try. They try because they don't recognize who he is. We appreciate everybody that supports us. And we have we are supported by the by the voluntary gifts of the people that listen to this program. And we would encourage you in the month of September, we really, look, I I don't make a big deal about raising funds, but I will this month. We need the funds this month. So please help us out. And those of you who are on shortwave radio and you haven't heard us for a long, long time, we need to hear from you. We took on, we took on a big expense. We purchased eight hours a day on shortwave radio and we need, we need your support. So uh, for those of you on shortwave, you need an address. It is P.O. Box 690069, P.O. Box 690069 in Vero Beach, Florida. Our zip code is 32969. If you want to make a phone call to use your bank card, it is 800-576-2116, And, of course, to give online, truenews.com or the True News app. And click donate or the heart on the website or the app, and you can get a gift to us. Would you please do something for the month of September? Also, we are rolling over to our new platform, Faith and Values. You're running out of days to take advantage of our special offer, 30-day free trial, only $8.99 a month. That is to provide a floor of support for us every month. That's what we need. We need a base. We really need a base every month. We are guaranteeing that price for 36 months. You don't have to stay in 36 months, but why would you quit? Yes. This offer expires September 30th. That's coming up very, very soon. 
There will be a new offer on October 1st, but it's not going to be anything like this. So this is the time to get in. All archives of True News will be on faith and values. You will no longer be able to hear or watch faith or True News on the True News app or the True News website in the full uh, archived form. You'll right. be able to watch the live stream, but the recorded archives will be at Faith and Values. So please get on board with us and help us make us strong going into next year. And today is September 21st. There's only nine days left in the month. That's here, right. And so That's right. Don't put it off until, you know, September 30th to do it. Go ahead and get, get it taken care of today. Get it while the going, getting's good, as we used That's to say right. back home. Hey, we're going to run through some headlines pretty fast. We're going to skip over a couple things. So uh, New York Post, this is uh, number 32. That F-35 that crashed in South Carolina, $100 million jet, uh, the pilot ejected. We're, we're now being told he, he, he uh, ejected because the weather was bad. Uh, have you ever heard of a U.S. military jet having any kind of problems in weather? No. Aren't they designed to, you know, travel in all kinds of weather, Rick? You know, when I saw the weather, when I saw the videos coming from the local TV stations in South Carolina, I didn't see any stormy weather. Right. As they were searching for the jet because they couldn't find it for over, what, 28 hours. I didn't see any storms. What was the bad weather? I think that's, that's a cover up. I think the the controls of the jet were hacked. Well, I think the pilot got out because he couldn't fly the jet. I'm just kind of curious why a U.S. military jet was flying over U.S. military, um, U.S. territory without its transponder on. That's I'm, why they, I understand it's a stealth jet, but it was flying over U.S. territory with without a transponder. Right. So you can't track it. That's why they couldn't. That, so the, the the explanation is, well, the reason we couldn't find it is it didn't have its transponder on. Well, you're not allowed to fly. In U.S. airspace without a transponder. Right. What if what if uh, what if a commercial airliner didn't know you were there? Right. You, it's your stealth plane. How would they see you? How would they know you're there? How would air traffic controllers know you're there? Now, if it was a Russian jet without its transponder, oh, this would be an act of war. That's right. So anyhow, they're they're continuing with that story. Um, so. Um, I, I, we got to show you one here because I, I, I got to show you President Biden before we run out of time. This is uh, NBC missing F-35 jet was flying inverted before the crash. It was upside down. It's running on automatic pilot or a hacker was running it. We don't know. The plane was upside down without a pilot flying over neighborhoods. Yes. And so we've we've got a we've got a video. Doc found this video from WCBD News Two Television in South Carolina. In this Charleston, is a, yes. a local farmer who uh, heard the jet as it w went across his farm just before it crashed. Let's listen. I was in the uh, in the bathroom taking a shave, and I heard a, a screeching, saw that between a screech and a whistle. I said, what in the world is this? And I heard a boom in my whole house. <laughs> well, that's what it sounded like. And 
but apparently nobody reported it to the police. Right. People heard these sounds and nobody said something really weird happened out here because they could have found the jet. Yes. Yeah, because it that jet actually crashed about two miles from that particular farmer's house. That's right, but it took them 28 hours to find it. 28 hours after it went missing. I'm not so sure that's true. Well, well I'm not so sure either, but it, this story has so many holes in it. I know. New York Post reporting the Biden administration has, or, has ordered $600 million in COVID test kits to be given away free to Americans this fall. What are they planning? $600 million in free COVID test kits this fall. Yes. One of two things. Either they are rolling out another virus this fall, or they just awarded one of their buddies $600 million in taxpayer money. And now they got to get rid of these test kits. Yes. Or they've got to line the pockets of a bunch of pharmaceutical companies. That's what I'm talking about. Do we have enough time in? Yeah, I think we do. I got yes. got three minutes. You got to see this daily mail. Biden appears to wander off UN stage without shaking the hands of Brazilian president Lula at the end of his speech. This is really bizarre. Let's watch the video. Republic of Brazil, accompanied by the Director General of the International Labor Organization. And to say to President Biden, can you hear me, President Biden? This is a historical moment for Brazil and for the U.S. President Biden, can you hear me? I, you can? Yes, good. And so uh, with the there's the U.S. delegation that is here with me. I'd like to greet my wife that is also here. I'd like to greet the Brazilian trade unionists that came to my invitation by my labor minister. And I'd also like to greet the U.S. trade union leaders. Not to deceive you, Mr. President. I don't know Amazing. if you saw President Lula there at the end. He, he was, was like, mad. He was insulted. He was insulted. The first part, President Lula, he's speaking through a translator. And he's saying, Mr. Biden, can you hear me? Because Biden's standing beside him playing around with the earpiece. Yes. He hasn't even put his earpiece in his stupid ears yet to hear the translator. And, and so the president of Brazil saying, Mr. President, Mr. Biden, can you hear me? Do you have any idea what I'm saying? Biden didn't know what he, he didn't care. And then President Lula turns to go over and shake Biden's hand and Biden turns his back on him and walks off. And then you saw Lula. Yeah. He just brushed him off. He took his hand. He brushed him off. That's our fearless leader of the United States of America. Joe Biden, how long will the ruling class of America keep that clown in the White House? They've got to get somebody to replace him because uh, the American people, it's going to be. Look, it was hard enough to make half the country believe that Biden won the first election from the basement, from his basement. It will be impossible to even make the Democrats believe he won reelection. Everybody will know in 24 it was rigged if he wins. Can you imagine him winning in 24? And, and the news media tells us 
He won in a landslide. Nobody saw this coming. Joe Biden pulled off a Harry Truman victory. And every and if you say it's rigged, you're going to go to prison. We're going to prosecute you if you say it's rigged. That's how crazy things are. Hey, morning manna is coming up in the next segment. We're teaching from the Word of God. You don't want to miss it. We're in the book of the Acts of the Apostles, and we're digging down deep into the precious Word of God. I hope you join us every day live on Morning Manna. I'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to WWCR, International Shortwave Radio. Stay connected with us on Getter, Rumble, Facebook, X, and Odyssey. For exclusive content, visit our platform, Faith and Values, through desktop, iOS, or Android. Station ID as we continue to uh, simulcast on WWCR International Shortwave and streaming live on Rumble and uh, Getter. Of course, our own platforms, truenews.com Faith and, and Values. Faith and Values. So uh, we welcome everybody who's joining us from 12 noon to 2 p.m. And that audience is getting bigger and bigger every week as we uh, uh, embark on this new new schedule and new format for True News. So one of the things that we're doing in the second hour is showing you what we do early in the morning on Faith and Values. Uh, Doc and I host a, a morning Bible study. We call it Morning Manna, and we're feeding people the Word of God. It's the, it's the true bread from heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Word. The Word is Jesus Christ. So we we uh, uh, dig down deep in the Word, and right now we're in the book of the Acts of the Apostles, and we're in chapter 10, Yes, and we're taking our time. We're going line by line, precept by precept. We're not rushing through it. We're digging down, drilling down, getting all the all of the gems and diamonds that we can find in each verse. And, um, man, I'm just, uh, Doc, I'm enjoying it. I love teaching. It's my passion. I, uh, I, I report and analyze and comment on the news because a lot of people need it. They want us to, to help them understand what's going on. Right. But it's not my passion. It's not my passion. My passion and is I, to... I acknowledge that. My so. passion is to teach the Word of God. And my second passion is to write about Jesus. Uh, and, and teaching the Word of God doesn't at times seem like a burden to you, does it? No, no. I get, I, I enjoy it. I just, he, he, Rick is always at the top of his game when he's uh, teaching and preaching from the Word of God. And uh, mornings are a great time to tune in for that. So we do Morning Manna each weekday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern, on the Faith and Values mm -hmm. platform. That means you have to be a member of Faith and Values in order to access Morning Manna. Hundreds of people join with us every single day. Today we had 15 uh, countries that joined us, 15 Fantastic. different countries. And uh, countries as diverse as Japan and Bahrain and Italy, the Congo. Can you imagine we the, the Congo? We, we actually Praise have two God. people Hallelujah. that tune in regularly from the Congo. Um, and so, uh, but just scattered all over. We have a contingent from Germany, a contingent mm -hmm. from uh, 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 Australia. And this Saturday, yeah. we're baptizing a gentleman, a young man from, from Zurich, Switzerland. Yes. His name is Sebastian, and he's visiting 
uh, uh, Florida. And he asked me, would you baptize me? So we're baptizing him. We had a lot of other people said, well, I'd like to be there, too, and be back. And I'll tell you, I, my, we want to do that. Um, my, my request is this. Because we, we saw how many people asked to be baptized, we will schedule a baptismal service once per month. Right. And that will give you time to make your travel plans to come to Vero Beach and to give us time to work out the arrangements uh, in the community to have, because we want to go to the river and, uh, you know, we want to make sure that everything is, we, we have everything properly worked out and we're not conflicting with another group that might be using the site that we want to go to. And there's some talk, uh, there may be some weather events here this winter, uh, this weekend. So, um, so th- this, I'd like to have this, baptism this Saturday with just Sebastian. And then next month, we'll open it up to the general public, anybody that wants to come here and be baptized. Doc and I, we will baptize people all day long. That's right. All day long. I had a dream several years ago. Some of you will remember it. And in the dream, is very simple. Doc and I, um, we were baptizing people. And the line of people, it stretched what it looked to me like a mile. Right. They just were people were standing in single file line. They were very humble and reverent. People were just standing with their heads down, looking down at the ground and just moving forward. And and the line went down along the side of the road. Right. And as far as I could see. I could just see people lined up to be baptized. And if I remember right, it seemed like the attitude of the people that were lined up, like you said, they they were humbled, their heads were bowed, but as if something significant had happened. That's what I felt in the dream, like something, something really big happened in the world and it, it shocked people and they knew that they had to be baptized. Right. And that they had been putting it off for a long, long time and, they wanted to be baptized, and so there was this quietness, this uh, reverence, this humility as they waited to be baptized. But in that dream, Doc and I were just baptizing, and I remember saying, look, Doc, there's a, there's a platform. There's a stage. I said, we could stream this to the world. Yes. Now, a platform in the Internet world is streaming. Right. A platform like Faith and Value. Yes, that's so. that's. True News is a platform. Rumble is a platform. Getter is a platform. But I remember in the dream, there was a stage that you stood on. I said, look, Doc, there's a, there's a, there's a platform. We could do the baptisms here and stream this to the world. My friends, I believe that dream was showing us that there is a day coming that there will be so many people coming to Vero Beach to be baptized that the line will extend for a mile or so. And we will stream it live around the world. It won't be a one-time event. It will be a continuous event. Right. There's something coming in the world. There's something coming that's going to shock the world. And it's going to jolt people out of this delusion that they're living in. you got a lot of people who think that they're Christians. Yes. And they've never been born again. They've never been baptized. And they're they're... They're living a lifestyle that is not godly, but there's an event coming that's going to change the world. And they're going to come here 
in large numbers to be baptized. And we will have to call in help. We will need help to baptize all the souls. Well, we're going to go to uh, today's morning manna lesson. This is from chapter 10 of the Acts of the Apostles. Uh, You're going to be blessed. I hope you learn a lot from it. And join Faith and Values and be part of the live Bible study every morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Join in. You can chat. You can ask us questions. You can become part of the Bible study. It's all happening at faithandvalues.com. Get your trial membership right now. We'll be back later. Are you concerned about this economic storm and how your IRA and 401k will fare during these turbulent times? Top experts are predicting now is the time to be protecting your assets with physical gold and silver. Find out why Genesis Gold Group is the number one recommended company by your favorite preppers and homestead channels. Receive Genesis Gold Group's free definitive gold guide today or give them a call at 800-200-GOLD. All right, so we are uh, in the 10th chapter of the book of the Acts of the Apostles. And today, my goal is to get from verse 7 to verse 16. So let's pray, and then Doc can read the word, and we will begin the lesson. Dear gracious Father, Father, we humbly come to you today in the name of Jesus, full of thanksgiving and gratitude for all that you have done for us, all that you do for us, all that you will do today and tomorrow. You are a good father. And we are grateful. Uh, We are not complainers. We are not murmurers. We We are worshipers. And we are happy Uh, grateful sons and daughters in your family, always thinking of the goodness of our Heavenly Father. So, Father, we invite the Holy Spirit into this morning man of Bible study to open our spiritual ears and eyes to hear and see the principles of your kingdom. Teach us your ways and reveal to us the glory of your son, Jesus Christ, and the the glory of his kingdom that shall have no end. In his name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Doc. Okay. So picking back up in Acts chapter 10 and starting at verse 7, read along with me. I'm reading from the King James. And when the angel which spake unto Cornelius was departed, he called two of his household servants, and a devout soldier of them that waited on him continually. And when he had declared all these things unto them, he sent them to Joppa. On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. And he became very hungry and would have eaten, but while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven opened and a certain vessel descending unto him, as it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners and let down to the earth. 
wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice spake unto him again the second time, What God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. And this was done thrice, and the vessel was received up again into heaven. God bless the reading of his word. Amen. Amen. So we'll start with verses uh, 7 and 8. When the angel who spoke to him had departed, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier of those who waited on him continually. Having explained everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. I don't think the angel suddenly disappeared. I believe he departed like a human would depart leaving a room. It says that uh, the angel departed. And to me, that that does not imply that he suddenly disappeared. I think he just, it's like he turned and walked away uh, casually. Now, Cornelius Cornelius was a a Roman Gentile lover of the God of Israel. Yes. But he was not a converted Jew. He called a meeting of two servants in his house who also loved the God of Israel. And Cornelius was a devout soldier who had another devout soldier serving under him. Now, he had more soldiers under him than one, but one— also love God. And this soldier was attached to the personal service of Cornelius. And Cornelius's faithfulness as a soldier and a lover of God produced another man just like him. Right. At least one. At least one. Because Cornelius was faithful to God and pleased the Lord, God gave Cornelius faithful servants to assist him. Verse 8, having explained everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. Again, Cornelius had two servants and one soldier he could trust. He told them everything that happened with the angelic visit, and then he sent them off to Joppa. Therefore, he was obedient to the angelic instruction and acted promptly This is the lesson here for us, to be obedient to the instructions of the Holy Spirit and act promptly. Right. I have found that if you delay, if you hesitate, if you procrastinate, most likely you will never fulfill the instruction. Especially in those times where it's obvious supernatural intervention uh, that's underway. Yes. Uh, either through a vision, through a dream, through a divine encounter, a divine appointment that comes your way, that it that's not made by man at all, where you know that God is involved. So don't ignore those opportunities that come along. So if God that's gives right. you a vision and you're and it's confirmed in your heart that this is from the Lord or a dream, you need to act on that immediately. And, and isn't it interesting over the past several chapters here, Rick? where you have several instances of this uh, with Paul and 
you know, with others, that in order to move the story along, if you will, and move the gospel along, God had to step into the middle of the situation and do a supernatural work uh, in order to move things along. Yes. Uh, or else, because we, we wouldn't have, or in that case, they wouldn't have done anything. There would have been no outreach to, uh, you know, the Samaritans or to uh, the folks in Joppa or, or in this case, an outreach to Cornelius that we're going to be seeing. Unless God had entered the picture and given divine instructions to his saints. That's true. Doc, uh, I think all of us can think of times in our lives as Christians that when we were um, obedient to the Lord promptly, we, we immediately uh, acted on what we believed the Holy Spirit was telling us to do. But I think we can also, all of us admit, there were times when we missed the Lord. Yes. When we didn't follow through. And sometimes we later find out why he was telling us to do something. And there was a role that he wanted us to play in somebody else's life. And we missed the opportunity. Uh, I believe God found somebody else to do it. But we missed, we missed that opportunity. And, uh, I, you know, I... I'd like to think that I've always been prompt in obeying the Holy Spirit, but I have to be honest. I know I haven't. There have been times I've had to repent and say, Lord, I missed you on this. I hesitated. I procrastinated. I, I wondered in my mind, is that you speaking to me? You have to get to the place where you know the voice of the Lord. You know, I'm, right now I'm thinking of an instance. I mean, I could tell you many stories where I was quick to obey the Lord. And, I, and as I've aged, I, I, I think I've become much better at it. But earlier in my life, there were times when I didn't act. And I, I'm thinking about one time, this, this was many years ago, decades ago. And there was a friend that I grew up with and I had not seen him for, I don't know, um, at that time, I may not have seen him for over 10 years, but we used to be close friends in our youth. And his name kept coming to my mind. And it's like just a gentle, you know, each day I would just think about him, like you should call him. And, and I kept putting it off. I was so busy. I kept putting it off. And then one day, um, I was talking to another old friend who also knew that man. And he said, uh, oh, Rick, I don't know if you know about so-and-so. Uh, uh, his, his wife left him and he's going through a divorce. He's had a very, very tough time in recent months. And I knew right there, that was the Holy Spirit telling me, hmm. call him, just call him. He needs a friend. He needs someone to talk to right now and that's what it, that's what i mean uh, obey the lord when he gives you instruction you know you if you were around when i had COVID two years ago and i there's no exaggeration i almost died and i i wasn't gasping for my breath i was just my breath was getting fainter and fainter and fainter i was just barely breathing but i wasn't gasping 
but I was just, my breathing was just getting fainter and I knew something was really wrong. And uh, there was one night with COVID that for the first time in my life, I was dealing with the thought I might die tonight. I'm not sure if I'm gonna wake up in the morning. I knew I was very, very sick. What did the Lord do? A friend that I had not seen, I mean, I'm, I'm going to try to say over 15 years. We had talked by phone maybe once or twice a year, but we had not physically seen each other for at least 15 years. That night, that man was prompted by the Holy Spirit to call me. And his words, his first words to me was, Rick, you will not die tonight. Hmm. His very first words, Rick, well, the very first thing he said was, Rick, what's wrong? And I said, I'm very, very sick. And he said, you will not die tonight. Now, how many times have you started a conversation like that with somebody? <laughs> but that was the Holy Spirit. Yes. And... Those words, I, I held on to those words all night long, all night long. I will not die. In fact, the Lord gave me a scripture that said, I shall not die, but I shall live and I shall declare the glory of the Lord. And I stood on that all night long. And the next day, my, my son took me to the hospital and I was very, very sick. And, um, uh, so when God gives you instruction, obey it right away. I've seen people, I, I, I know um, sometimes the Holy Spirit will speak to a person about donating something to a church or a ministry. And they know it's the Lord, but they procrastinate. And hours turn into days, and days turn into weeks, and weeks turn into months, and they forget about it. But they really did hear the Lord. But they procrastinated and they didn't carry through on the instruction. I've had people write to me and, and send money, say, hey, I, I apologize. The Lord told me uh, three months ago I was supposed to give this and I didn't do it. And he reminded me about it yesterday. You know, I've, I've, I've seen the letters and emails like this. We all do it. We all do it. And uh, the lesson in this is that Cornelius was because he was a soldier, he was trained to obey. Yes. And to obey promptly. He carried out orders immediately. So. Well, I think the question a lot of people would have, Rick, is that how do we avoid second guessing uh, if God has spoken to us or not? Um, and the way I view it is if if you're under the impression that God is leading you or he has given you a vision or a dream, go ahead and act on it. And if you're wrong, <laughs> you know, that that's between you and the Lord. Just act on it. Yeah. Don't he's, not try gonna, to, he's not going to punish you. He's not going to rebuke you and punish you if you sincerely thought you were doing what he asked you to do. Right. We will grow and mature spiritually. And we learn to recognize that still small voice that belongs to the Holy Spirit. 
Yes, my sheep know my voice. And so that's what Jesus said. My sheep so, know my voice. So um, Cornelius dispatched his three servants, two household servants, one soldier. So he was obedient to the angelic instruction. He acted promptly. And in the mouth of two or three witnesses, may every word be established. Yes. Now, first, the, the angel promptly departed the presence of Cornelius because his mission was accomplished. It was not the mission of the angel to preach the gospel to anybody. Angels don't preach. Right. The angel delivered the instruction to, to Cornelius to send men, humans, to Joppa to find a guy, a human named Peter, who was lodging in a house near the seashore that was owned by a tanner named Simon, a human. The angel did his job. And the angel observed that the three servants promptly departed the presence of Cornelius to fulfill the angel's instructions. A prompt response to a spoken instruction will deliver a promise spoken reward. Yes. Now, Caesarea was approximately 30 miles north of Joppa along the coast. Now, I personally believe that the three men departed Joppa that same day. Remember, it was three o'clock in the afternoon when the angel appeared. Right. So I believe that they left in late afternoon or early evening of the same day but it was too late to reach Caesarea the same night. But I believe they got on the road right away and said, let, let, we, we, can, we, can, it, we can get in a couple miles before it's too dark to travel. Verse 9 and 10, and this gives us a clue about the journey. Now, on the next day, as they were on their journey, and got close to the city, Peter went up to the housetop to pray at about noon. He became hungry and desired to eat, but while they were preparing, he fell into a trance. So verse 9, now on the next day as they were on their journey, I believe this was the first full day of travel. It's, it's one of two things. Either they left the, the night before and then finished the journey on the next day, or they waited and left early in the morning and traveled all day, which would be the next day. Uh, so at approximately noontime, Peter went up on Simon the Tanner's house rooftop to pray. And verse 10 says he became hungry. Hunger pangs gripped Peter. Very he, hungry, it says. He, he became very hungry. Well, what was he doing? He's on the rooftop by the seaside. And Peter's a fisherman. And I think he was gazing at the sea and thought about how good a grilled fish and fresh bread would taste right then. And his, his body was hungry. Peter, however, did not discern that his hunger was not a natural hunger. It was a supernatural hunger. Yes. God sent the hunger 
to his body. It was just not a normal hunger. He was, that hunger came from heaven. It was a physical hunger. He was really hungry for food. And so while Peter was waiting on others to prepare the noonday meal, he fell into a supernatural trance. It says he became hungry and desired to eat. He was hungry. He was like, I want to eat something right now. But while they were preparing, so he's up on the roof and he's waiting on the people below to get the lunch ready. And at that moment, he fell into a trance. The Greek word for trance means a displacement of the mind. It, it is as though the person becomes absent from his or her body, unaware of physical surroundings, and allowed to see and understand divine things. It's a state of being awake while in a dream. I've only had this happen to me one time in my life. I was wide awake in a dream state. I've had several visions, but there was only one time where I would say it, it was a trance because I was I was wide awake, but I felt like I was in a dream. So what we have here is Cornelius experienced a vision, but Peter experienced a trance. Two different things. Verse 11 and 12. <clears throat> he, meaning Peter, saw heaven opened. Notice opened. Not, he didn't see heaven open up. He saw heaven opened. It was already opened. In past tense, he saw it. It was wide open. And a certain container descending to him, like a great sheet let down by four corners on the earth, in which were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild animals, reptiles, birds of the sky. So Peter was on the roof of a secular Jew who was outside living outside the strict confines of Judaism because he made his living tanning animal skins. Right. So this is Simon the Tanner. And the strict religious Jews didn't have anything to do with him. Therefore, Simon the Tanner was unclean because he worked all day with unclean dead animals, according to the Jews. But Peter knew it when he went there. So Peter spent several hours in morning prayer on the rooftop, and he could hear the sea waves, and he could smell the fresh sea breeze. And toward noon, Peter suddenly became hungry. And he's told, Peter, be patient. The lunchtime meal is being prepared while he's waiting on the rooftop, he falls into a supernatural trance as he's gazing toward the Mediterranean Sea. And he looks up and he sees heaven open. He sees the, the sky above him opened. And a large object descending down from the sky toward him. 
Now, the Greek word for this vessel uh, can be interpreted as a, a sheet or a sail. It's possible he saw a great white sailboat sail. Which a tanner would make. Yes, and a fisherman would understand. That's why I believe it was a sail, because Peter was a fisherman, and he loved to be on boats. And I believe he saw a giant sail coming down from the sky and moving towards him. This is a great sheet let down by four corners on the earth. It, instead of um, saying by four corners, a better translation would be bound by four ends. Yes. Perhaps Peter saw, and, and, and this is, look, there's, there's differences of, of opinion about this. And it really doesn't matter which one you, you go with because it's, it's not that crucial to understanding the story. But perhaps Peter saw four ropes attached by a knot on each corner of the, the sail or the sheet that the angels held to gently lower this sheet down from heaven towards Peter. Right. So each, it wasn't like they, it was made into a bag or anything, but the sheet was spread out and being pulled in four corners. Yes. So it was full, as we'll see, full of every kind of animal you can imagine. Yes. So each tied in represented, this is my belief, I believe that each tied in represented one of the four corners of the world. I'll, I'll go with that. Now, it could also mean that the four corners were bound together and tied with a knot. Some people believe that, Doc. Right. That what it what this means is that it had four corners that were knitted, and then they were brought together and tied. All four corners were tied together, and now it, it it's forming like, like a sack. Right. It really doesn't matter. It's not... It's not the sheet that's the no. That's, that's not the issue. The, it's what's not the issue. The sheet. The sheet's not the issue. Verse twelve, in which were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild animals, reptiles, and birds of the sky. To me, the sheet is very similar to the gospel net Jesus described in the parable of the net. In that parable, the net represents the gospel of the kingdom, and. The net has been floating in the great sea of humanity since the resurrection. And on the day of the Lord, the angels will pull up, pull in the net and separate the fish and toss the bad fish into the lake of fire. So Peter saw a similar object holding all kinds of animals, reptiles, and birds. The sheet that descended from heaven did not hold only unclean animals. I've heard this taught yeah, I, many times that the, that the sheet was full of unclean animals. No, uh, it's verse, all kinds of animals. Yes, verse 12 says, in which were all kinds of animals, wild animals and reptiles and birds of the sky. They were all mixed together, clean and unclean. The message to Peter was that God was granting him permission to pick and choose any animal in the great sheet that he could eat it. It was up to Peter. You choose one. 
They're all clean. I'm declaring them all clean. It meant that the, the distinction between clean and unclean had been erased. All were clean. So the gospel is, is intended. It's meant for all nations, all races, all languages. So all kinds were in the sheet. It was very diverse. Oh, my. Our present society loves the word diversity. There was great diversity represented in that sheet. If the animals in the sheet came down from heaven, it means that they were at one time in heaven. Right. Uh, you need to ponder on that one. The, the message is this. The people condemned by religious people as unclean were made by God. Yes. And in heaven, in heaven, God declared all to be clean. Yes. And what's going on here is God is preparing Peter's heart because Peter had gone all the way in ministry, really, that he could go among the Jews. He's yes. at Simon the Tanner's house. There, there is no further, you know, boundary among the Jews that you could go at that And point. geographically, Doc, what's in front of him? The, the, the sea. sea. And, and the sea in the Bible always represents humanity. Right. And up until this point, there has been no ministry to the Gentiles at all. None. Uh, at least among the apostles. And so that, that we read in the book of Acts. So there's been no ministry to the Gentiles. And there'd be no motivation among Peter to go to the Gentiles. Because why? They were considered unclean. Yes. Verse 13 and 14. A voice came to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. A divine voice spoke to the human hunger pangs in Peter's body. Remember, it was God who divinely placed that hunger in Peter's physical body. Yes. And now this divine voice from heaven says, rise, kill, eat. God used a physical impulse, the need to eat food to convey a spiritual revelation. The kingdom of God was now open to Gentiles. To a Jew, the message that it was permissible to eat unclean animals was an announcement that the law of Moses had been nullified and no longer in effect. Peter would soon comprehend the spiritual meaning of the instruction. <clears throat> The moral message was twofold. On the lower level, the message was that humans could now eat any kind of animal. And by the way, and I'm, I know, I'm, I'm certain there are people watching me right now who are still practicing the rules of Judaism and will tell you that you cannot eat certain food. Right. And all I will say is this, your choice in the foods that you eat are your personal choices. Do not impose it on somebody else. 
Right. If you don't want to eat a certain type of food, that's your business. I will respect it. But please don't point a religious finger at me and tell me that I'm a second-class citizen in the kingdom of God because I, I had a, a bacon and egg sandwich. Now, I don't eat a lot of pork anymore. But it's not because it's not because uh, I, I'm under religious conviction that I can't eat it, that I've sinned if I eat, if I eat a piece of bacon. You're not sinning if you eat a piece of bacon. Health-wise, if you eat a lot of bacon and pork and stuff, it's not good. But there's a lot of food that's not good to eat a lot of. But but that's making a choice based on uh, you know the food itself, not on the uh, religious rule. That's right. If you start if you start telling people the Bible says don't do it, therefore don't do it. That becomes the rule. That becomes the law. And then, right. then you're obligated to the whole law, every bit of it. Now, That's right. Now you, can't, you can't go and pick and choose and say this one, that one, everything else. Uh, you have to abide by the whole law. That's right. It, it's not good to eat a lot of cherry pie. <laughs> yeah. Rick, but, you know, it's not good to drink a lot of water. You can drown. <laughs> I mean, it's true. limited to things and so you know uh, and it's, it's you know there are people who would uh, be super religious about never eating pork or seafood or certain foods and yet uh drink sodas all day long right and, and they don't connect they don't see anything wrong with that okay sodas aren't good for you uh, but there's not a religious restriction on it. So, again, there's a twofold mes message here. On the lower level, the message was humans could now eat any kind of animal. And this is particularly to the Jews, because that, that restriction was not on Gentiles. It was only on Jews. On the higher level, the moral message was that Jews and Gentiles were now equal yes. and standing yes. on level ground together at the cross to receive yes. salvation and entry into the kingdom of God. And I, I think Peter had a hunger to preach the gospel. I, and and that, that hunger is related to his physical yes. hunger, too. He had a yes. hunger to preach the gospel, and he desired to preach it and share the gospel but there, he'd come to a wall, to a limit, if you will. Where do you go from here? I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to a tanner. I'm discipling a tanner. Where, where, else, where else is the ministry opportunity? And God shows him, listen, there's, I've made it all level at the foot of the cross. Yes. Peter probably every day as he was... Uh making his rounds as an apostle, visiting church members, searching for somebody who could be healed. <laughs> his, his mind must have often thought, I'm, I'm bypassing these Gentiles. I'm walking past the homes of the Gentiles, and I'm not talking to them about Jesus. But he had this religious restriction in his mind. 
and he was he was bypassing the Gentiles because he did not yet believe that the Gentiles were worthy to be saved. And at this moment, in this trance that he's experiencing, God is showing him all are clean now. They have been made clean in heaven. Yes. I brought, the Gent- I, brought the Gent- I brought the Gentiles up to heaven with Jesus in the ascension. Peter resisted the command, saying, Not so, Lord, for I have never, 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 Lord, have I ever eaten anything that's common or unclean. He was emphatic about it. He promptly and proudly informed the divine voice that he had never violated the law of Moses regarding clean and unclean food. And so Peter recognized that this is the voice of the Lord right? Telling him to do something that he was told he couldn't do. Yes. So he was, we talked about second guessing yourself. Think about this. Peter encountered this as well. Yes. He was a devout Jew, and yet he was a devout disciple of Jesus Christ. He had one foot in each world. He had one foot in Judaism, one foot in the kingdom of God. He still had yet to comprehend that God desired to save the Gentile nations. Up until that day, Peter was entirely focused on preaching the gospel to Jews. And all the people who had been saved until that day were Jewish. And this this polite pushback against the divine command was so typical of Peter's character. (laughs) <laughs> it's just peter matthew sixteen twenty two. peter said to jesus be it far from thee lord <laughs> yes when, when jesus told him about the approaching crucifixion in other words never ever i will not let that happen when jesus attempted to wash peter's feet peter responded no, thou shalt never wash my feet So here we are again. The voice of God is speaking to Peter, and he's saying, let me go on the record, Lord. I have never, ever eaten. Not so, Lord. Ham sandwich. (laughs) It's not so. It's just Peter. But God loved Peter. Peter is so real, so honest, so genuine, authentic. Verse 15 a voice came to him again the second time. (laughs) What God has cleansed, you must not call unclean. When God gives you a command, he will tolerate an initial question or objection to give you time to understand his instruction. He will repeat the instruction, but it's not wise to object or resist the second command. The divine voice declared that God had cleansed all animals as food fit to eat. The spiritual message, once again, was that all humans, Jews and Gentiles, now stood on the same footing in the eyes of God. A more profound revelation was in this vision. 
Yes. The incarnation of Jesus Christ is God in human flesh in the womb of Mary and the ascension of the resurrected Jesus Christ to heaven to sit on God's right hand meant that fallen humanity had been taken up to heaven too. Try to comprehend this. When Jesus ascended after the resurrection, he took up to heaven fallen humanity and made it clean. The sheet was lowered from heaven with all kinds of animals. They were not clean and unclean anymore. It never says that they were... This scripture doesn't say in that sheet were clean and unclean animals. It says they're all clean. Yes. It, preachers, religious people say, well, in that sheet were clean and unclean animals. No. Oh. The message is they're all clean. Yes. Now, what Peter saw, when he saw it, he saw common and unclean. Yes. But his religion that. His religious mind said there are clean and unclean. But God says, no, Peter, you're wrong. They're all clean. A transformation had taken place in heaven. All were clean in Christ. Jesus Christ justified us. The atonement was made for us. God used a vision of a wide assortment of animals to eat as the method to teach Peter that the people whom the Jews condemned as unclean, which is the entire Gentile world, would now be welcomed by God into his kingdom and granted the same privileges as the Jews. Yes. Anybody who believes in the name of Jesus would now be classified as a citizen of Israel, the people of God. Now, sadly, most Jews refuse to accept the cancellation of the law of Moses and the separation of Jews and Gentiles. Even today, Jews still cling to a viewpoint that expired over 2,000 years ago. They don't realize it. Judaism ended 2,000 years ago. In heaven, it ended. They're still living in something that God doesn't even recognize. Right. It's sad. For Peter, the lesson was that Gentiles could now enter the kingdom of God without going through the gateway of Judaism. And although Peter accepted the revelation that day, it took him years to purge Judaism from his mind as he dealt with the reality that there was no longer any need to adhere to old Jewish restrictions and the requirement that Gentiles convert to Judaism if they wanted to be a member of Israel. And we'll see this later in, in our study of the book of Acts, where Paul had to go to Jerusalem and rebuke Peter. Verse 16, this was done three times. Three times. And, and immediately the vessel was received up into heaven. What was repeated three times? 
perhaps the entire vision was repeated thrice. Do you think maybe the entire interchange was repeated three times that Peter yes. said not so Lord three times? Yes. I or I think I think the vision. I think he saw three times the the sheet come down and the voice said, Rise, kill, eat. I think he saw it three times. Now, so, it's interesting that, of course, Peter denied Jesus three times. And then uh, on the seashore, uh, Jesus told Peter, feed my sheep yes. three times. And so I guess with Peter, it takes a while to get through to it. <laughs> yes. And, Doc, that's, that's literally my next point. The triple showing of the vision. And the audible instruction coincided with people with Peter's triple denial of Jesus and Jesus's triple instruction to Peter to feed his sheep. You know, Peter is like, there it is again. Three, three times happened to me again. But I want to say this about Peter. Because I, I love him as an apostle. Yes. Although Peter initially struggled to accept the vision and the instruction, years later, he was able to write in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, but you, and he's speaking to Gentiles, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, that you may proclaim the excellence of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Eventually, Peter got it. And he, he preached it with all his might. It took him, it took him some time. It's okay. God was gracious to him. God knew that Peter would eventually get it. Those, those words... You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. This comes right out of Deuteronomy. God speaking to the Hebrew people. <clears throat> the very same words that, that describe the Christian church today are the same words God described heaven's view of the Hebrew people. Right. A holy nation, a chosen race, a royal priesthood. My friends, this is nothing against the Jewish people, but I'm telling you, my friend, if you are a Christian, you are the chosen people of God. The chosen people of God are still the people of Israel today, but it's not a political state. It's a spiritual state. The, the people of Israel have always been the people who love God and obey him by faith and, and by faith, by faith. Abraham is the father of our faith and we are heirs to the promise of Abraham. And what was God's promise to Abraham? The promise was the Holy spirit. And at Pentecost, God fulfilled the promise God delivered the promise on Pentecost. This is that. This is that. 
that was spoken of by the prophets. Don't let anybody tell you that Jews who deny Jesus Christ are God's chosen people. They used to be. They have to get back into Israel. They're outside of Israel right now. Don't condemn them. Don't, don't, don't do anything against them. They are, they are on the outside, but God wants to bring them back in. His desire is to save them. But if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you've been baptized. You're in his church. You are now God's chosen people. You are in his holy nation. We have been adopted as Gentiles and brought into Israel. But remember, we've been grafted in. But, but Paul said, don't, don't be cocky and arrogant about this because whatever's been grafted in can be ungrafted if, if you're full pride. Right. So be very careful what you say. I'm, I'm grateful that I was brought into Israel, the people of God, the nation, a holy nation. And my desire is for the Jewish people to be saved, to believe on the name of Jesus Christ, so that all Israel is saved. That's God's mission. All Israel be saved when he comes back. All right, Doc, that's, those are my thoughts for today. Yeah, great lesson today, Rick, and people are really loving it and uh, really learning a lot, they're saying. And so it's um, a great blessing. Uh, and so really appreciate uh, your efforts and digging into the Word and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak through you. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much. We'll see you later today at, at 12 noon. God bless you. We'll see you on the next Morning Manna. Are you concerned about this economic storm and how your IRA and 401k will fare during these turbulent times? Top experts are predicting now is the time to be protecting your assets with physical gold and silver. Find out why Genesis Gold Group is the number one recommended company by your favorite preppers and homestead channels. Receive Genesis Gold Group's free definitive gold guide today or give them a call at 800-200-GOLD. And that special website is truenewsgold.com. Yes. Truenewsgold.com. Doc, uh, th this was a really good Bible study today. It was. Uh, we're getting into some very uh, deep subjects here at this point in, in the study of the book of Acts. Because what, what did it mean? Uh, I really want to emphasize again. For those animals to come down from heaven, they had to first go up. Yes. They went up, not physically, okay, spiritually, mankind, fallen mankind, ascended with Christ, and Christ presented what he did on the cross right. to God the Father and said, I have paid the price. For the all atonement, of humanity. For yes. all of humanity. And God the Father said, I declare all humans clean. All humanity clean. You have to accept it. Yes. Your responsibility is to accept your clean bill of health. 
Amen. Boy, that, that's there's shouting. a certificate in heaven that says you are now clean. In God's eyes, you're clean, but you have to pick up your certificate. You have to claim it, and you do it by being born again and baptized in water. And when you fulfill the requirements of citizenship, you get a passport signed in the blood of Jesus Christ, and you are a citizen of the kingdom of God, the kingdom that shall have no end. Amen. That's what this is all about. There's our closing music. We're wrapping it up for today. I hope uh, this has been a blessing to you. Please tell people about True News and invite them to listen and watch. God bless. We'll see you tomorrow. You're listening to WWCR, International Shortwave Radio. Stay connected with us on Getter, Rumble, Facebook, X, and Odyssey. For exclusive content, visit our platform, Faith and Values, through desktop, iOS, or Android. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.